Welcome to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan and Mike the Grizz, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. Hi, this is John Hennigan, and uh, you know we we announced it last week, but uh, unfortunately, my good friend and partner, Mike Ritz, aka the Grizz, um, you know the SOB went and died on me, had a heart attack uh, last week when I was home with his family, and so it looks like uh, looks like it's just me today. I hope you guys don't mind. But anyway, he'll, you know, he'll be with us for some time, I'm sure. But, uh, what, uh, you know, so I, I don't have any idea what we're going to be talking about. But uh, a couple of things. First of all, hunting season is coming up, and we're going to have a great program about uh, um, some different possibilities that you might want to be involved with. And then, uh, obviously, fishing. Now, we are um, into a, a two-hour segment. It's not always available to everybody for the whole uh, two hours, depending on the venue you're listening to. But you can certainly go to fishtalkradio.com, and you can listen to you know both segments as many times as you want. And then, of course, everything else is archived. So uh, you can listen to you know whatever you want, whenever you want. Hopefully, we've got some good information for you. We've got some ideas for you about different places to go, different things to see, and whether you're hunting, fishing, freshwater, saltwater, uh, bird hunting, or, you know, we're getting towards the fall now, so people are starting to, uh, you know, be concerned about some of those possibilities, and we've got some great possibilities coming up for you from some of the people that we're going to be talking about. And we would appreciate if you would go to fishtalkradio.com. And we need to redo our website some. We're getting it's getting a little old. But we are on now about 40 broadcast radio stations throughout the United States. And, of course, we have gone to two hours. So, you know, things are, things are moving right along. And we appreciate anybody that uh, yeah, listens to us, and we would love to hear from you, no matter what it is. If there's anything we can do, let me know, and uh, you know maybe we'll even start giving some stuff away if people will take the effort. But you are listening right now to Fish uh, Hunt Talk Radio, and we'll be right back. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. 
used by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, AFTCO makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says AFTCO, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through AFTCO. Longest lasting, functional, and best looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for AFTCO at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Wormer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with Mike the Grizz and John Hennigan. Welcome to Fish Talk Hunt Radio. This is John Hennigan with us, and we have uh, a special guest from Hagerman, Idaho. Now, we should have a prize for anybody that can tell us where Hagerman, Idaho is, because they got a population of less than 1,000. And I bet, uh, uh, Chris, I would bet uh, out of that 1,000 people, 999 of them either hunt or fish. That's for sure. <laughs> but, uh, first of all, tell us a little bit about where it is. Well, uh, John, you know, uh, I like to tell people that if they're in Idaho and they go to the middle of nowhere... We're about 12, 15 miles south of that, and it really directly south, about one hour of Sun Valley, Idaho, mm-hmm. one hour west of Boise. Yeah, west of Boise. I'm sorry, east, east of, Boise. of Boise. Yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. Well, that's some beautiful country around there, and it is uh, that part of the world. I know um, I've spent some time up there, as I told you, I had a house in, in Ketchum for about 20 years, and yeah. there's some great opportunities for upland birds, uh, fishing, uh, if you want to get uh, sturgeon out of the snake, or if you want to yeah. just go right up into the salmon or the East Fork and, and catch... Uh, uh, steelhead or you know there's just so much opportunities of course the people that live in urban areas they think 
well, gee, that's in a different zip code. <laughs> but, right. But when right. you but when you live in an area like you live in, you know, taking a two hour run someplace is like like okay, you know, what's the big deal? And, right. But within two hours, you can be, you know, all over southern Idaho, up in the or you go up in the Sawtooth and the the uh, uh, Silver Creek and the Big Wood, and the, it's just a, a beautiful area. Yeah, the uh, you know the one of the things that brought me here. You mentioned all of those wonderful world class rivers. Um, is that the geography of Idaho is the Snake River runs? We'll say if it started in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and mm-hmm. made a a big smiley face across the bottom of Idaho. Higgins yeah. is located right at the bottom of that smile face. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and all of the water from those rivers that you mentioned eventually ends up in Hagerman. And so we have about 20 lakes and uh, ponds to fish, and we have five rivers and streams. And the, no matter what you want to do, if you want to dry fly cast on a, on a slow-moving spring creek or if you want to check nymph on the bottom of, uh, you know, something that's moving real fast and is more of a freestone, if you want to fish for 10-foot sturgeon on the snake and, mm-hmm. you know, sit there and enjoy a beer while you're pulled, just sit there with a bell on the end, you can do that. <laughs> okay. Uh, and um, I even experimented with a little sturgeon on the fly project this really? spring during the pre-spawn. And yeah. Wow, not easy. what a riot that is. That's not <laughs> oh, easy. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. But you know what? Let's just take a, a little bit of an aside and talk a little bit about sturgeon, because we don't usually do that. If uh, anybody has never seen a sturgeon, the best way to describe it would be like Jurassic Park. I mean, these yes. these creatures have been around for probably millions and millions of years. And they're very, very interesting because they look, they look prehistoric, and I'm sure they are. And, you know, they don't grow real fast, but they live a long time. And it's not uh, uh, out of the question to find a 12-foot sturgeon. And, you know, and, it, and it might be, what, 80, 100 years old? That, that is also correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, they are definitely a, a, an older fish, and they are called the prehistoric fish. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. But uh, there there is a fishery for them, and I know that there's a slot limit uh, because they don't want to take the breeders, and, you know, they want to give them a chance to grow up. And, of course, in different states, you know, they have different regulations. But give us an idea of what it is in the snake as far as catching them, as what's your, well, uh, what you're allowed to catch. Yeah, so in Idaho, the entire state, we still consider them uh, a breeding population of an endangered uh, white sturgeon. Mm-hmm. And so the rules on that are uh, very specific to how you rig your line. Also, barbless hooks. Mm-hmm. And when you take a photo of your fish, you're allowed to get in the water with the fish, which can be scary for some. Yeah. But you can't take the fish out of the water. Oh, and, uh, and that's throughout all of Idaho. That is correct. Okay. Uh, and those uh, regulations change when you move over into to Washington and Oregon, where there is yeah, the, uh, the Columbia species yeah. you can actually mm-hmm. keep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you mentioned white sturgeon. How many different species are there? You know, that's what we have down. Uh, that's what we have down here in, in Hagerman. Uh, there's about seven or eight different species throughout the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I just focus on ours. <laughs> well, they've. You know, I've had the opportunity to actually catch and keep a sturgeon. That, uh, so they do have a slot limit in, in Oregon and different places where you can keep them. And basically it's between four and six feet is what you're mm-hmm. allowed to catch. That's about right, isn't it? 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and uh, they're quite tasty. Oh, yeah. They're like lobster. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and um, if anybody happens to end up with it, my suggestion is to, uh, to deep fry chunks. And they are so tender and white and firm. Um, of course, I wouldn't know what it would like to, you know, for one that's 80 years old, but you don't, you're not going to keep those anyway. Right. The, um, uh, you know, occasionally down here in, in, in Hagerman, again, uh, another exclusivity to Hagerman is that uh, Clear Spring Hatchery grows sturgeon for both their caviar and uh, for, for food. Oh, yeah, and occasionally they'll have a just a kind of a, a monster brooder pass away from either old age or um, some sort of condition that, that mm-hmm. caused it maybe not to get enough oxygen, whatever. And they'll, through permitting, give them to the local chef here in Hagerman at the Snake River Grill. Wow! And he'll and he'll cook it up and do different preparations of it. It doesn't happen very often; only a couple of times in the last four or five years, but. Mm-hmm. And and the big sturgeon again, they taste like a big freshwater halibut. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, you know, and that's kind of neat. I was I, I actually rendered the fat off the last one that he got. Um, you know, just to see if I couldn't, um, you know, just take some of that and see if I can get it to taste like duck fat or something like that as accompaniment. Well, I, uh, I don't recall it having much fat on it. Well, when you when you when you have a five hundred pound fish, you can mm-hmm. you can manage to get a little bit of fat off of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, so, um, I did get. Um, gosh, I, I want to say that I had about twenty five pounds of the fat uh, mm. that I was able to to, to experiment with mm-hmm. um, when that happened. So, um, just interesting in having food processing plants around a place that grows so many trout um, in hatcheries. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of all that water that comes here and drops, you know, from well, elevation. And uh, sturgeon is, um, they're well, actually kind of a little bit like a catfish because, you know, they don't really have teeth and they f- they're a bottom feeder. And, you know, when you when you hook one, they, uh, you know, usually just kind of come up and do a couple of rolls and, you know, and they fight, but, you know, they're not really known as a fighting fish, but they are, you know, when you get something that size, that much fun, they're, they're, they're pretty exciting. Yeah. From what I understand, the, the, uh, the way to catch them is you find a, a hole in the river and then you fish the edge of it because they, you know, they kind of lay down into the, you know, into the hole in the, in, uh, in the river, and then they kind of come up the sides to feed, and that's where you want to try and go for them. That's exactly right. Yeah, the, um, if you're throwing from the bank, it's it's easy because your your weight's going to kind of drop over a little cliff down into the hole, mm-hmm. and that puts your bait right on the side of it where they where they go looking for their mm-hmm. food. And what kind of bait? But, you know the best bait that that we found in Hagerman are they call them morts. They're 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 small uh, hatchery fish that didn't that didn't survive, and um, so it's a little dead trout, probably eight inches long, mm-hmm. and uh, that seems to be the best. But there's there's superstitious guys that like to fish with herring or mm-hmm. squid or. Um, uh, I've never met a sturgeon that doesn't like night crawlers. Oh, I'll be darned. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So those well, are some of the Chris, the Chris, we're going to have to take a break, if you don't mind, and uh, hang around with us for the next 12-minute segment. Um, and uh, we're going to get a little bit back and maybe introduce you this time and let's okay. find out what you do there. You are listening to uh, Fish Talk Hunt Radio, and we'll be right back with you. Bad news is better than a good 
day of fishing is better than a good day. The best wind shooting is in Nayarit, Mexico. It's absolutely incredible and is only $2,650 U.S. per person. Includes four nights lodging, three days hunting, all meals, non-alcoholic beverages, transportation, bird boys, cleaning and packing of all birds. You'll even be provided, free of charge, a quality shotgun over and under or automatic, either a Beretta or Browning. Three cases of shotgun shells. Even the tips are included. Bird season starts soon, so book your adventure today. Contact support at thegrizgear.com. That's support at thegrizgear.com. Or call 434-953-8598. That's 434-953-8598. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. Let me tell you about a fantastic boutique hotel on Mag Bay called the Mangrove Inn, located on the estuary in Lopez Mateos. This unique hotel will connect you with nature. The whale watching is incredible. They have the best onshore and offshore fishing guides and even bird watching guides. And the estuary fishing. You can even kayak fish the estuaries right from the hotel. The chef will even cook your catch. Check it out at mangroveinbaja.com or call 434-953-8598 to book your adventure. That's 434-953-8598. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan and Mike the Grizz. This is John Hennigan, and we have on the line with us Christopher Clodge out of Hagerman, Idaho. And you know what? If uh, I don't know what I've got, but I'm sure I've got something I can send out. If anybody can send an email, or well, yeah, just send an email and. Uh, Tell me if they've ever been to Hagerman, and uh, if so, we'll find something in our treasure chest for you. 
But it is a very unique place. It's got a population of less than a thousand, and as we talked earlier, is that probably 999 of them are either hunters or anglers. But uh, let's introduce Chris. Uh, Chris, tell us about what you do in Hagerman. John, I have a, a the hunting and fishing store in downtown Hagerman, and you know we provide bait and tackle and fly flies and fly rods, and we have a full service fly shop, uh, guns and ammo. And but what we do mostly is, um, you know, we provide information on on where to go because there's so many choices and so many different things to do in Hagerman Valley that uh, we find ourselves not necessarily guiding as much as we do directing people on where they want to go for the experience, whether it be family fishing, sturgeon fishing, fly fishing, or uh, waterfowl shooting, big game hunting, or upland game hunting. There's, mm-hmm. there's just a plethora of things to do. Oh, yeah. No, the upland uh, game, the chuckers, and the, the, the there's uh, the only problem is I've done that before, but I think I'm too old for that now. I mean, you, you cli- <laughs> climbing, climbing over rocks and up and down and through the shrubs and stuff, I, that's uh, it's fun, but nah, thanks, but no thanks. It's, uh, well, we'll have to have you down here sometime where you can sit in the blind and be comfortable while you're hunting. There you go. Get a lounge chair. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. The um, You know, a lot of people don't know that, that Hagerman is um, where many of the, the, the ducks and geese in the Central Flyway winter. Um, there's a there's a duck preserve and a goose preserve right in the middle of the Hagerman Valley. Hmm. And, you know, the unique thing about the Hagerman Valley is that the water that comes out of the aquifer that creates the thousand springs that people see when they drive by, a lot of that water stays 58 degrees all year round. And, um, and so it doesn't freeze and it gives the place, you know, a place when it gets really cold up here for the for the ducks and geese the winter. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, phenomenal waterfowl uh, hunting destination. Hmm. Uh, I mean, the season probably be starting up not too long. Yeah, we have. Uh, you know, we start off. We kick it off with the upland game birds and the doves here on the, you know, September first, and and then we get into pheasants and sage hen, and then a couple of weeks after that, we get the early waterfowl season, which isn't really all that spectacular. When Hagerman starts to get super good is when everything else starts to freeze. Mm-hmm. So usually early December is when we really start noticing. But I was driving in today, and I saw a couple hundred geese sitting in a in a little cornfield uh, feeding up. So they mm-hmm. must be the early birds that are going way down yeah. south. Well, does that, uh, does that affect the farming, the amount of birds that you have? They eat eat the grain in the the farmers' fields. Yeah, and so they're always encouraged when people um, come up and say, "Hey, would you mind if I went, uh, you know, took my kids dove hunting on your property?" Because uh, you know it helps them to send out that population of doves that are coming in and stealing off the pile of grain, piles of grain. Uh, it, you know, in retrospect, the, the farming community is really working hard to preserve the um, and get back the pheasant population. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, by leaving, um, leaving the corn, corn, yeah, cutting the corn and just leaving the field. Yeah, and, and and not and not necessarily cutting the entire piece of property, leaving the edges and the borrow pits full with some vegetation for cover. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've seen a we've seen a lot more pheasants, uh, you know, running around on the sides of the roads and the fields than we had in recent years. So it's encouraging. 
Yeah, pheasant hunting is pretty, pretty exciting. Uh, well, let's finish up on fishing a little bit. Uh, okay. We talked about sturgeon. Uh, what about steelhead, salmon, and you know, trout and whatever else you got up there? So, um, if you eat Hager, if you eat an Idaho rainbow trout in a restaurant somewhere, you're probably uh, eating an Idaho rainbow trout from Hagerman. Um, we have a, a oh, huge hatchery, hatchery. population. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, where those rivers and springs come out, we also have um, you know wild trout. So we have um, all of this water that provides an incredible brown trout and rainbow trout population for either. Um, there's ponds where families can just bring their young you know young people to fish. And then there's also streams and creeks that are rather technical that you can fly fish for trout. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's a there's also big mouth and small mouth bass available for fishing. That, uh, we, hmm. Yeah, we get a lot of that in the fall. And uh, there are actually ponds and, and that are designed uh, uh, strictly for the bass fishermen. And so with that, um, th- those are, are what make up the, the draw for the fishing in Hagerman. And now steelhead and salmon are one of those things that you have to drive. Um, you're, this is a jumping off point because once the dam system was put in on the Snake River, they only get up as far as the... Um, the Hell's Canyon Dam now, so they don't make it all the way up here anymore. So we have to drive up and fish up in Stanley on the Salmon River, or mm-hmm. um, so it's an hour, hour and a half uh, drive to get up and fish for salmon and steelhead. But we still have people that come in in, in my shop and and outfit themselves before they go on their trips. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I have relationships with other guides that that guide trips up there so they might come in and just say hey christopher can you set me up with a trip up there on the uh on the salmon river or the south Fork of the Clearwater, and, and and i'll arrange that for them and um so you know that works out pretty nicely mm-hmm. well it sounds like a sportsman's paradise you know it really is and and you know i like to i like to fish i like to hunt and i like to talk uh mm-hmm. So you know, you having go. a conversation is kind of a kind of a paradise as well. But there you go. You know that's that's what we do in Hagerman. You know, we're we're either having coffee at the at the local cafe or we're out fishing or hunting. And um, you know, for for a while it was Idaho's best kept secret. But you know, over the last year or two, we've seen a lot of a lot of tourism, a lot of sportsmen mm-hmm. that are coming down to check it out. And um, it, it it really is a it, it is just an oasis in the desert, and if you're driving by on Highway 84 between Boise and Twin Falls, you're driving across this desert. You would never know that it was here if you didn't turn off and drop down into the Snake River Canyon and see it. Mm. Um, and it's a it's a wild little getaway. It's a great way to escape let's say Boise or Sun Valley for a day mm-hmm. and, and, and drop into something that's almost like another world. Well, is there, uh, is there accommodations around there or would you be staying in Boise or Twin or something or what? No, no, there's a, there's a, a couple of retreats. Uh, the Billingsley Creek Retreat um, has a kind of rustic cabins that you can stay in. There's a hotel uh, at Frog's Landing down by the Snake River Grill, which I mentioned before. And there's um, uh, some RV and, and tent facilities that also rent very small uh, cabins that have, you know, they have electricity and plumbing in them right on the Snake River. And mm-hmm. yesterday wow. uh, there was an event where they unleashed the building out of Billingsley Creek State Park uh, where they're going to add a, uh, a camping and um, 
uh, RV facility right on the state park mm-hmm. where people are able to fish on one end of the park and duck hunt on the okay. other. Yeah, really well, unique talk, uh, opportunity. Talk, there. talk about hunting. We never really talked anything about four-legged hunting. Is there anything of that, anything like that around there? Absolutely. The uh, Hagerman is uh, at the, I guess, the joining area of four over-the-counter deer and elk hunt units. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, there's some excellent mule deer hunting in the the desert. Obviously, they come to the Snake River and some Mm -hmm. of the other places for water. And uh, I've taken uh, several very seasoned elk hunters out in the desert. And they're like, what are we doing out here? Yeah. And I'm like, we're hunting elk. And they're like, there are no elk out here. (laughs) And I'm like, look again. Um, We've got uh, just outstanding desert uh, elk units that um, that that surround Hagerman as well. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's we get a lot of people that 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 come in and they look at this big giant expanse of desert and they just might say, where do I go? Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you start know, you start walking, huh? <laughs> well, that's it. And 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 there's some um, again as you look across the desert, it appears flat, but it's all those indentations mm-hmm. that that mm-hmm. have things like aspen groves in them and cottonwoods down mm-hmm. in those those little river bottoms and it can be a really excellent experience and uh and then of course the the antelope hunting those are draw units oh, that kind of surround surround yeah. hagerman so um there that of hunting is available as well mm-hmm. wow and uh yeah as i said it's <laughs> if somebody wants to contact me at john at fishtalkradio.com if they've ever been to Hagerman and want to make a little note about it, I'll, I'll find something on a treasure chest to send to them because we'd just be kind of curious to see because the population is less than 1,000. And, and uh, uh, when you said you have the tackle shop, it is the tackle shop, right? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's not really room for more than uh, than one of us down here. And uh, it, it you, there's, not, there's not very much super close to Hagerman. Mm-hmm. If you drive to the west or the south, you're headed out in the wilderness, and uh, you won't be mm-hmm. running into anything anytime soon. Yeah, well, you're kind of at the base of the Sawtooth Mountain Range. It goes all the way up into Canada. That is correct. It, um, mm-hmm. it, if you were to drive or directly north out across the desert, you would mm-hmm. eventually just continue to gain elevation until you hit the timber line, and then it would be pretty much timber mm-hmm. all the way to Canada. Okay. Uh, well, it looks like we're running out of time. That didn't. That took uh, less time than than we had, or more time than we had. But uh, give us some contact information. Um, I'm Guns and Duns, and I'm sorry, uh, Guns I, and what? And Duns, and that's uh, all fishermen know what guns are. Yeah. Uh, but not all hunters know what Duns are. Duns, D as in dog, U-N-S. Okay. That's the adult stage of the mayfly. Oh, okay. And, gun, uh, gun, guns and Duns, is that dot .com? That's dot .com. Okay. Uh, or and obviously, and Duns, obviously you don't have a mind talking, so if anybody wants to get in touch with you to get more information, they can do that. Guns, GunsandDuns.com. Give Chris uh, uh, some contact information. Get up there and see him and, and mention Fish Talk Radio. I appreciate it, Chris. 
for your outdoor adventure in the West, CalParksCO.com is required. CalParks has 24 prime locations for camping, fishing, or boating. Lake Comanche has 54 miles of shoreline and three marinas west of San Francisco, known locally as Monster Lake because of the big fish in abundance. Lake Hemet is surrounded by the majestic beauty of tall pines and giant oaks in the mountains of Southern California, a majestic vacation spot. CalParks Company is your prime location for outdoor adventures in the West. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with Mike the Grizz and John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we have with us uh, Steve Holderman, who is, I guess, the best way to describe him as aquatic biologist. Very interesting stuff, and if there's anything you want to know uh, about the scientific part, uh, fish in particular, trout, which we're going to be talking about today. Uh, Steve's got all the answers. Steve, welcome to Fish Talk Hunt Radio. Thanks so much for having me. Great to be here. Uh, just real quickly, give us an idea of what you are and who you are and what you do. Okay, I am a uh, transplanted Tennessean here in California. I work for the Forest Service for the Stanislaw National Forest up near Yosemite. 
got a degree, a couple degrees in wildlife and fisheries, a master's degree in fisheries, and I am an aquatic biologist here. I deal with frogs, toads, turtles, aquatic <laughs> insects, clams, fish, you name it. Yeah, okay. Well, we could take a couple hours covering all that stuff, but today let's talk more about uh, trout. Sounds yeah, a uh, couple of things that to you know things can be very confusing. They talk about wild trout, native trout, um, and then there's some some kind of exotic species of trout. Um, first of all, what's the difference between wild trout and the native trout? Sometimes there can be kind of a narrow distinction between the two. Um, state Fish and Game gives a um, distinction to wild trout rivers, which is um, where they don't encourage stocking. The fish are reproducing on their own. Frequently they can be with the native trout, which are one of the handful or so species that are native to the state. Well, um I don't know how far back you need to go, but I know around the turn of the century there was a lot of uh, uh, hatchery trout put into the rivers in California and the, and, the, and the West Coast. So let's go back 200 years. What type of trout were around then? Around our part, um, we mainly had rainbow trout in the form of steelhead, which were the anadromous fish that go back to the ocean and then come back up to spawn. And in other parts of California, especially on the east side, there was um, cutthroat trout, and those also occur along the coast. And then there were golden trout, which is a state fish of California, and those are kind of isolated up on the Kern River Plateau. Those are kind of the main part. Oh, I didn't know. So the, uh, the golden is a state fish of California. I didn't know that. But they are, well, they're certainly unique, and I would guess that... Uh, Probably less than 1% of our listening public has ever caught a, a golden because um, they live at about 10,000 feet. That's correct. But they've been transplanted all across the West, and mm -hmm. I think the, the biggest one I think was caught was um, in Wyoming, and that fish was about 28 inches, 11 and a half pounds, something along those lines. Mm -hmm. Oh, they so are. They can't get big. Yeah, well, they call them golden because they are. And they're not orange, but, you know, you, they're. Uh, very, very beautiful fish. And again, but you would never, ever uh, kill a golden trout. And some of the other, give, give us a, bit, a little bit more about some of the native or trout that, um, that, that are really for sport only. Because what I call a put and take, where you've got hatchery fish that goes into a lake or a pond. You know, they put it in and then you take it and then you take it home and eat it. But, uh, but but if you're looking for wild or native trout, normally you don't kill those. Right. Well, Lahontan, I think the Lahontan cutthroat trout is a good example of that. It's listed by the um, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service as a threatened species. And under the I'm sorry, which species. one was that? That's the Lahontan cutthroat trout and also oh. the Paiute cutthroat trout. They're both, they both occur on the east side of the Sierra Nevadas in the old Lahontan Basin. That used to be a big inland sea after the Pleistocene. Hmm. Well, that was a few years ago. A few years. <laughs> okay. And, and those, um, the fish, uh, state fish and wildlife um, does allow you to harvest in some places, but in most places it is a put-and-take fishery and um, great opportunities in the high elevation mountains of the uh, Sierra Nevada mm -hmm. to go out and catch some of these fish. Mm-hmm. 
And um, give us a little bit of idea about habitat and methods. Habitat, they can occur in a lot of small streams. So as an angler, you kind of have to be, um, they're wary fish, so you have to kind of sneak up on them and you're mainly fishing in pools. Um, and you're probably just dropping a barbless hook um, with the wet or dry fly into those habitats and uh, and catching usually pretty small fish. Mm-hmm. But it's fun. It's oh, yeah. No, if you've got a one weight, any fish is a good one. Right. <laughs> but uh, the um, method is, is, yeah, we're talking, you know, what you're talking about mainly is fly fishing, which um, it, it's certainly, you know, I, I believe, and I'm not really a purist or that much of a, a fly fisherman, but I've seen um, people use different types of methods, and it seems to me that the people with a fly rod catch more fish. I think a lot of times they're fishing waters that don't get fished as much, and mm-hmm. I think sometimes the uh, conventional spinning tackle um, isn't used as much, um, and I'm not exactly sure why. I come from a smallmouth background, and I love spinning tackle. Um, but I think there's that aesthetic that's, um, that's associated with fishing some of these creeks, but they, they can be real tough mm-hmm. with a lot of willows overhanging. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, casting certainly becomes the skill that you have to master in those situations. Mm-hmm. Well, if you could, I don't know how much time we have left here, but just kind of go over some of the native trout that we find in the western United States. Which, which ones are those? Well, we have two different kinds, well, a couple different kinds of cutthroat trout. We have coastal cutthroats, which um, can go back into the ocean. Um, and then we have Lahontan cutthroat trout and Paiute cutthroat trout. Paiute cutthroat trout are restricted to a real small stream segment in California called Silver Creek. Um, we have also rainbow trout, a couple different kinds, like I said, the golden trout. Um, and we also have the anadromous form of rainbows, which well, what are... About, what about Germans or browns? Those have all been um, introduced to California. They're native to Eurasia, mm-hmm. um, and they've been widely introduced. We do get some real big brown trouts here on our forest in a wild trout river. Um, and then the little-known um, other salmonid, the uh, fish in the salmon and trout family, is called the mountain whitefish. And it's oh, never heard of that. Never heard of that. It, what is it? It is an odd-looking fish, kind of looks like a minnow, um, but it is a trout. It's got that little adipose fin between the dorsal fin and the caudal fin that really tells you that it's a uh, in that family Salmonidae. Salmonidae, yeah. And it is in uh, the Columbia River Basin and also occurs around Lake Tahoe here in California. Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, speaking of Lake Tahoe, the other thing that I don't know if you get them up there is the uh, coho or the, uh, uh, yeah, the landlocked salmon. The landlocked salmon; those are kind of prevalent in a lot of the reservoirs around here. The state does a great job at providing a variety of opportunities for angling, including those that um, that they can put into lakes like Lake Tahoe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, um, gosh, I got so many questions, but the uh, oh, steelhead. What is the difference between a uh, rainbow and a steelhead? It's kind of going to be one of the same. Um, steelhead generally refers to the fish that go back out to the ocean and come back. We've got two different runs of steelhead, winter run and summer run, and they just time their runs back up 
into spawning grounds a little bit differently. And um, the rest of rainbow trout, that um, they're in the same genus and species. So the rest of the rainbow trout, we just call them fluvial populations, which means they only really occupy rivers and streams in a freshwater environment. Okay. Well, one of the things, I, I live in Santa Barbara, and uh, in our local area here, there's this, you know, they spend millions and millions of dollars uh, and, and a tremendous amount of water to protect the endangered species of steelhead. And I go, well, that's stupid because, you know, if you have a, um, you know, a wild trout or wild rainbow and you put them in there in a pond, a certain percentage of those are going to go to the ocean and return. And de facto, those are steelhead. So how could they be, uh, you know, endangered? That's a really good question. That's um, you're going to get into a little bit of politics kind of quick on that one. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, but um, it is trying to preserve genetics a lot of times, even if those genetics are remnant. Um, it really adds to the genetic diversity of the fish. And even though they may be intergressed with some of the um, hatchery stock. They still can maintain some of those genetics that the native original steelhead had. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, and so it but, can be a conservation effort. Well, no, I understand that, but I mean, you wouldn't believe the t the amount of money, and in the local dams, they 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 release water we don't have in order to maintain the steelhead fishery, and I go, well, man, that's that it it, it makes it's it's all political, and it, it doesn't make any sense to me. Because it's you know what you know, there really is almost no difference, and it's especially painful here in California during drought years and prolonged mm -hmm. years of drought like we experienced recently, right. where there mm -hmm. are some really tough trade-offs mm -hmm. between the needs of people and then the ecological needs of rivers and mm -hmm. streams, including right. fish right. and waterfowl okay. and insects. All right. Well, Steve, we're going to have to let you go. Would it be okay if somebody wanted to try and get in touch with you? That'd be great. Okay. And could you have an email address that's easy to remember? My email address is sholdeman, H-O-L-D-E-M-A-N, at F-S for Forest Service, dot F-E-D for Fed, um, for federal government, dot U.S. Dot U.S. Okay. So it's S for Steve um, yep. Holdeman um, at... Uh, um, uh, fs.fed.us Hey, thank you, Steve. That was very interesting and very educational. We appreciate having you on. Okay, John, you take care, and thank okay. you for having me again. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. 
Download the free Reno Violas Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. Vagabundos Dumoir Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Dumoir also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Great news. You can now watch Grizz's shows wherever you are, whenever you want, on all your mobile devices. Download the Grizz Channel app today. Enjoy an adventure during that boring wait at the doctor's office. Or while you're sitting at the airport waiting for your next flight. Just go to your phone, tablet, or even Kindle app store or iTunes and download it today. And when you get home, you can watch The Grizz on your big screen on Roku. Catch The Grizz next adventure today. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan and Mike the Grizz. This is John Hennigan, and again, you know, we're sorry to say that Grizz, uh, one of my best friends and partner, you know, the SOB went up and died on us, and I'm still not too happy about that. That was just a week or so ago, but we won't dwell on that. Um, right now, we're going to go to Jean Cedar, who is, see, how do we introduce her? Well, she's a real estate lady in Santa Barbara, uh, past president of the Fly Fishing Club, and she used to own a tackle shop, and guys don't like to fish with her. Because, oh, that's a terrible way to lead in for me, well, John. Well, no, it's not. The reason is, is they don't like to get out fished by a okay, girl. Well, yeah, right. I'm but, just an angler. I'm just yeah. another angler. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Jeannie, let's talk about one of your recent trips. You just got back recently from Waterfall Resort uh, and right out of Ketchikan, Alaska. And, yes. You know, the waterfall is, if not the, it's certainly one of the top premier luxury fishing resorts in Alaska. Absolutely. My sister works for them in the marketing department, Cheryl. Oh. She calls it valet fishing, and boy, was it ever. Okay. Uh, well, give us I'm a... telling you, 
Yeah, well, you know me, John. I like doing it all. I like my float tube when I'm fly fishing because I can be my own skipper and all that. So she asked me to go for three or four years now. And I said, yeah, it's not my kind of fishing. I kind of like to cast and, you know, work jigs and live bait and things like that. I had a blast. It is the most organized place that I've ever been. They're so welcoming. They give you your full slicker outfit and your extra tough boots. Never had to get blood on my clothes at all. I was ready for rain or or cold or anything. And uh, just the guide, E, we called him, he just worked his tail off for Mm -hmm. us and put us on fish. It was, you know, kings and halibut and lingcod and yellow eye and black bass. And uh, I mean, it was just, oh, yeah. And the halibut, just fabulous. Yeah. I've been making ceviche this lately with my halibut. Uh, By the way, um, I haven't seen any of that fish you brought back yet. No, because, you know, we've seen each other just in passing over certain events here in Santa Barbara. But, uh, I, I have it set aside. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, with, with your culinary skills, the way that I've been doing it, John, is I tell people, I have some fish, if you like some, what day would you like me to come over and bring it and you can cook for me? Yeah, there you go. We'll be happy to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's been working just fine for oh, me. Oh, yeah, yeah. So what do you got? Yeah. You, you got all the stuff you mentioned to get kings and uh, 50 pounds of fillets i came home with wow well and the week that i was there i caught the biggest one there that was a 24 and a half but that was in june and now you know they catch larger ones yeah king yeah nice and now they catch the biggies and i was just as happy as can be with that oh yeah no that's great and uh uh it is uh, on Prince of Wales Island. You just take a short uh, float plane mm-hmm. out, out of uh, Ketchikan, and yeah. you know and it, it's not cheap, but comparatively, it, you know it's actually a pretty good deal. I mean, it's well, like a, it is it's when like, you consider, you know, my I had a room. I get to walk past bears and deer, and I had bald eagles outside diving outside my room on the ocean in the bay. There, um, food was excellent, camaraderie. Uh, you know, they've got a little store there, and fortunately. There's only one place that you can go and get Wi-Fi hooked up, <laughs> okay. and that was that was a bonus because yeah. it okay. kind of tells you, no, you're here to relax and there catch you fish. Go. Okay. Well, if anybody wants some more information, we highly recommend a waterfall resort, and I've you know I'm not sure what their email address is, but it's waterfall resort, and you can find it anywhere on the web, and it Absolutely. is it is uh, truly an amazing luxurious uh, resort and it's a lot of fun and right uh, it's, uh, and we had a lot of sunshine while we were there so don't there be go. thinking that it's Thank that you. nasty weather all the time up there okay <laughs> thanks Jeannie appreciate you coming hey, on you betcha John okay I got some fish for you okay, bye bye exactly.